Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Podcast. I'm Jordan Holzer, proudly part of the Believe Podcast Network, and each episode will be covering 90s, 2000s, film, TV, and pop culture. I'm not alone. Each episode, I'll be having on special guests to help me relive my childhood. Thank you to Weedis for the intro music. Huge shout out to everyone who wrote in, showing tremendous support for the Paper Brigade episode that we just dropped last week. I honestly didn't even realize what a what a favorite it was amongst our listeners, but but here we are. This week we are joined by one of the stars of the film, Kylie Cochran, who played Allison Robbins. Quick programming note, this will probably be our last episode until after the holidays, so I wish everyone a happy holidays and happy new year. We're going to pick things up in the new year with another Disney premiere film, H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, starring Will Friedle and Matthew Lawrence, another classic. We got Big Al and Big Al's brother Matt. Both of them are going to be joining us for that episode. But anyways, let's get right into my interview with actress Kylie Cochran. Roll the trailer. What has 10 wheels, five good arms, and is America's original on-ramp to the information superhighway? The Paper Brigade. Let's ride, boys. They deliver the goods. In spite of deranged neighbors. Now, it's time for the heavy artillery. Killer geese. A hail of rotten vegetables. And a car full of rotten teenagers. The Paper Brigade. Kyle Howard. I came, I saw, I conquered. And, as every paperboy's worst nightmare, Robert England. Gunther and the Paper Brigade, the off-the-roof comedy that always lands on your stoop. (laughs) You know, let's kind of get right into it. I I greatly appreciate you coming on. I don't know when the last time you saw the paper brigade was for me it was yesterday on on youtube in this grainy footage because it's not on disney plus for some weird correct reason. no i also watched it yesterday um <laughs> <laughs> and before that it had been a long long time but i have two boys a 13 year old and a seven year old and i was like my son's always asking is it family movie night and i was like oh it's family movie night and this is what we're watching <laughs> There and uh, my 13 year old, I know he's seen it before, but he was really little, like five. So I have a 16 year old also. Um, and when she was about eight, we watched it, but my other son was about five, so he doesn't remember it. He laughed and laughed and laughed, and together we laughed (laughs) because it was, yeah, it was fun. It was actually a very good, um, you know, movie night. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> that, uh, that you brought that into my uh, current <laughs> living situation so I could relive that. Glad I glad I could help with that. Yeah, I'm amazed how well it's aged up over the years. Like, honestly, I don't know if kids today have paper roots or, you know, if that's a thing or if you had to explain to your kids like, oh, yeah, back then, like kids would ride around on the bike and, and throw paper to people's yard. Now I think it's just probably I don't even know if people get the paper anymore. I don't even know. I think they get the online, yeah, the web version. I think there's very few people who get an actual hard paper, and they are um, even older than me. <laughs> they're, they're like that old lady, <laughs> exactly. Um, who every when I watched, it, I was like, "Really, you can't open your door and get the paper off the porch, but you can bake all these cookies, <laughs> perfect cookies." Okay. <gasps> Yeah, yet that you could go to a baseball game at the end of the movie. I don't understand. Like what, what's you go going up to the on stadium, there? but you can't open your front door and get get that. My favorite client of a uh, Gunther's is, is the guy that keeps evading payments, who just like, oh my sneaks God, into I his car. It's, it's so funny. He doesn't. I don't think he has like any. He lines doesn't in the utter movie. a word. Yeah, 
He never says a word, but his creepy, his <laughs> delightful smile and that little like mustache. Yeah, yeah, very he mischievous a... there. And uh, I love when Gunther surprises him in the back seat and is like, "Oh, you're late on your uh, late on your payments here." But I don't know. I love that guy every time I watch. Him. I love that guy too. And my son laughed. He really liked that because we're like, "Why does he have to leave? Why does he just not answer the door?" Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. it's much funnier. If you sneak out and zoom out really quick. There's so many, I don't know, classic moments about the movie, but I don't know. It's, it's weird watching because I didn't see it in, in probably 20 years or so since I was a kid. And I guess it just has that classic 90s trip. Like the movie is so simple. It's just about a young boy just trying to get the money for tickets to take a girl who he likes out on a date. Like that is like the entire premise of this movie, which is, I think a lot of 90s movies back then. It was very simple, but I don't know. I guess I didn't realize I don't know if you felt this at the time or you feel like this looking back and watching it. Did you feel objectified in any way? Because it really is like they don't I don't know. It just felt it felt like they didn't give you a lot to do besides being like the object of, of Gunther's attention. No, I I was just happy to um, have a job. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. No, you know, when I go back and watch it now, um, you know from a, it's a really hard to watch myself because I'm like what I'm like you know even my kids like what's my seven-year-old said what's wrong with your voice and I was like that's bad acting honey that's what that's called and he's like why does it go up and then it goes down and I was like well I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to be that was my very first movie ever so I didn't know I'd done a lot of theater you know from the time I was a kid but I didn't know how to speak and talk and if it was supposed to be louder or quieter. So it jumps between like very strange emotions. Like at one point I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I'm like, what, on a date? Like all of a sudden I'm offended. <laughs> like, I'm like, huh, that's an interesting uh, choice there. But um, no, I, I also, they, so I'm older than everybody in that movie at the time of the movie I was in college I was in my senior year of college and they were all actually only well I think Kyle Howard was 16 or 17 and um so was Travis like the bullies they were about the same age and then obviously Chauncey and the little kids were 14 something like that so I was much older so they the director had us I remember he invited me to the hotel to go swimming and have like a hangout play date, play date <laughs> like, uh, with um, Kyle to get to know each other beforehand so that we could yeah, have some chemistry. Have a rapport. Yeah. And so we went swimming like we were in a pool and, you know, boys are splashing around. And I was like, this is really weird, um, but it was fine. And then I found out. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but either director told me and then from hearsay that. So I knew we had to kiss at the end. And he said that he'd never kissed anybody. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> now I feel really weird. I'm like this older person and we're going to have to kiss and you've never had a kiss and it's going to be on screen. So then I felt like a little bit of a like a pervert or something. So I didn't feel I didn't really feel, you know, it wasn't the same consciousness back then to feel objectified or like it's a one dimensional. I am like the only girl besides the yeah. the old lady. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know if I have any friends or if there's any other girls in the movie. Um, oh, yeah. The mom. The Gunther mom. Has a mom. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty boy central. Yeah. So, yeah. but, you know, I didn't. I didn't question that at all at the time. Oh, yeah. I was more concerned that they made me cut my bangs to look (laughs) younger. (laughs) And that I think they also cut their hair. And and going back and watching it yesterday, I was like, these hairstyles are really not cool. Why are these two kids from New York who moved in the least cool looking? I know. Comparatively, right? Like the police (laughs) are wearing... Grungy, it was the time, flannel shirts, baggy clothes, long hair. They looked more um, current. 
Yeah. And then they bring in the kid from New York and he's got this weird <laughs> and his brother's got the same one. <laughs> it's like, um, but I don't know. <laughs> it's funny to see a young, uh, young Chauncey there. I think most people know him from the Sandlot, you know, and I think it's, I think yeah. people don't realize that he was, that he was in the paper brigade, but he is just so all the kids, all the kids that running the paper brigade were just incredible the one kid who knows all the facts who is super smart yeah, i love that kid yeah the pogo everything yeah just the, all the different obstacles you know gunther has on on his journey between the two dogs the yappy dog who alerts the the big dog who's always sleeping and how he has to navigate that and then you have those little kids in that really cool treehouse a treehouse that probably everybody wanted as a kid so that incredible. was the, like yeah and they built that obviously for the for the film but i remember that was the best set so they filmed that up in the avenues of salt lake city kind of by sugar house and they built that tree house and a lot of those streets they do look just like that there's not a, any set dressing or anything involved they look just <laughs> like that they still just they still look like that yeah. um and they're very close together so we would just kind of hang out in that area, but by the treehouse, that was definitely the coolest place to hang out because it, it was so awesome. neat. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're from, I think Utah originally, was that kind of how it all happened? You were doing theater there and then it just, you know, there was maybe a local casting notice for this movie. Yeah, I, kind of. Yeah. I, I was born and raised there. I grew up there and then I was at the U studying and I lived in Salt Lake and I decided I'm going to, do film <laughs> one day. So I went, I picked the biggest agency. There's only two, maybe three. <laughs> and I walked, <laughs> but I was like, okay, this one's the best. And I walked in there and I said, I want to be an actress and I want you to represent me. And they said, okay, well, uh, we got to see what you can do. And I was like, well, I've got monologues. And they're like, we don't want to see your monologues. <laughs> so they said, we're having a casting today go in and audition for this casting and we'll see you. It was for the paper brigade. And then really? I got the job. So I also got the agent. It was a very good day Wow, yeah. day for me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. And I went in and that's how I met um, Jeff Johnson. Who's a casting director in Salt Lake and in basically every movie that films there also, except it was not in the paper brigade, but um, after you, uh, you know, got in contact with me. I was scrolling through some other things. So, because then I ended up watching Brigham City because that's where I was from. And he was in that. I was like, oh, there's Jeff. And in the paper brigade is um, Frank Garrish. He's the, like the truck driver. Um, and he's in every single movie. He was one of my teachers in college, one of my acting wow. teachers. And so every movie that's filmed in Utah, he's in hmm. every single one, pretty much. He's like this great big, um, kind of imposing looking guy, but also plays a softy. And, you know, I was like, Oh, there he is. That's right. Um, so that's fun. He actually lives out here in LA too. And I, I ran into him in the grocery store and I was like, Hey, it comes full circle. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So doesn't that annoy So today, this time it annoyed me all the tomatoes and fruits that they throw from the clubhouse. And I'm yeah. like, isn't anybody, how come the parents aren't upset with this? <laughs> They're just taking all the fruits and vegetables and waiting. Yeah. It's, it's cute though. Yeah. It's such an absurd movie, which is great. Like even the scene of, of the younger brother trying to wake Gunther up every morning at the like, 5 Why does he care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who cares? Let him not go and <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe you can get him. Yeah, I don't believe you can carry him, you know, from his room to the bathroom and then get the cold water. Then he somehow climbs that enormous ladder, which no kid should be on. Which is conveniently there yeah, <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning for him to climb up with the hose, with a wet hose. And then yeah. yeah. Somehow snake <laughs> it in perfectly. So it, it aims right at his right at his face. Like, yeah, a little disbelief in this movie here. Um, but uh it's it works. It works. I don't know, it just holds up even now. I'm curious, you know, what kind of got you started in, in acting in the arts, you know, from, from Utah? Was it something you were watching on TV at a young age or did you go to theater as a young kid? What kind of got you started? Um, 
summer school in junior high. <laughs> I had to go to summer school and I had to pick something. And I guess one of them was drama or a play. Uh, we did Snow White. Hmm. And I just found that it was something I really liked. I was a really kind of shy kid and avid reader. So I was just always at the library and I was always reading. It was always fantasy and make-believe. So uh, when I discovered, hey, there's a way you can pretend and make-believe and not be yourself and still like talk and communicate and be with people, but you don't actually have to let them get to know you. It's not about you. It's about something else. <laughs> it was like, it was a, definitely an escape for me. And so that's, I loved it from the second I got involved in it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I get to pretend to be all these other characters that maybe I'd like to be in real life or that are completely impossible to be. I mean, you can't be a princess necessarily (laughs) or a a dwarf, you know, without trying it on, on stage. So that's, that's how I got into it. And then. I didn't do any, um, I was also a storyteller and a journalist, and that's what I studied in school. So I just think altogether, it is a story form. So that's what I liked about it. And then my main goal was to leave Utah. And I had like a plan and the plan was go right to college, graduate from college. My family hadn't been, nobody had a degree. So I just like needed a list of things that could prove, look, I've got this. So I was like, college, I got a degree. Yeah. I'm in a movie. I'm moving to Hollywood. <laughs> you can't say anything because you guys didn't accomplish this. I did. And now I'm out of here. So that was always my goal from somewhere in high school that how to get out of the town <laughs> and leave. Yeah. So that kind of, and then it brought me out here and um. It was a totally different thing because in, in Salt Lake, I used to get all the jobs <laughs> because yeah. there was sometimes there was only me and yeah, there was like me and two other girls who <laughs> fit this category. So yeah, so that was. And then I came out here, and there was a lot more jobs. And I came out here with a couple friends who also were actors. Uh, one was my boyfriend, and one was my roommate. And they both came out. We all lived together, and we all auditioned. And they didn't have any success out here. And so they went back to Utah. And again, like every time something filmed in Utah, they would get a little part in it. So it's just two different things, really. Yeah. But I didn't ever want to go back. So I didn't. And um, I was lucky enough to work enough that I didn't have to. And that's kind of how, how it worked. For me, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of you know young actors from other parts of the country that kind of view LA and the glitz and the glamour. Was there was there any misconception about LA that you had in your mind, you know, before you moved out here? And then when you finally got here, was there something that you know maybe didn't live up to your expectations or, or exceeded them? Not really. I mean, I think I had a pretty good idea of what it was gonna be. I did I'd I'd come out before, so I actually tried to move out. In college, I was like, yeah, yeah, I forgot about this. When I was a freshman <laughs> in college, when I was about 18, I tried to come out. And my boyfriend and I, we were both actors. We'd done all the school plays and everything. And, you know, we thought we were really great because we were the leads of everything. So we came out, we met with some agents. One of them said, because uh, I'll never forget it, they said, um, we had been to the beach. So I had a sunburn or had had some sun. And they were like, you first, you need to stay out of the sun. Second, you need to take a personality class. And I remember thinking that that was the worst thing I'd ever heard in my life. What, what does that mean? What is a personality like, class? That's what I was, And I was like, what? I, I don't even know what that means. And, and that was his Nick. His name was Nick. We had a nickname for him that rhymes with that (laughs) obviously because he was a real jerk um and I never forgot that so I went back and I finished school and then and then somewhere the paper brigade came came into that so when I went out I had no experience whatsoever at all and then when I look back and watch the paper brigade I was thinking he should have just told me to take film acting class and not a personality class that would have been more helpful um 
which I don't know if I ever did. And I should have. And I do remember people saying that. But I think somehow in my mind, because I'd done so much theater, I really had an inflated ego at the time that thought like, oh, I'm a serious stage actor. I film. That's like nothing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> when I watched, what I, what I, at the time, I thought I was really good. So yeah. to go back and watch it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Um, different perceptions at, <laughs> of youth. <laughs> but I don't know. Also, a lot of it was looped. Like the mall stuff was so yeah. loud that the recording, um, most of it wasn't there. And because I had this weird way of talking really kind of quiet and soft, <laughs> I had to come to LA and loop everything. And then they wanted a little bit different performance. And then when it all gets cut together. It looks, I don't know if it looks as weird to other people, but to me, I'm like, that's weird. It sounds weird. It's not emotionally connected, but you know. I don't know. It, it holds up to me. It holds up to me. It, it looks, it sounds fine. I don't know. I guess, you know, when you have, when you're actually in it and watching yourself back and knowing how the, how the sausage gets made in, in some respects, you, you see those little critiques, I guess. Watching yourself is not, Actually, watching myself isn't as bad as listening to myself. Hmm. I think I don't like my voice. So when I hear it, you know, like when you record oh, and you hear it. your voice played back and you're like, that's how I sound. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like it. So, at to, all. so to listen to it and watch it, I don't mind watching myself. Plus, I have really shiny lots of hair. So I'm like, <laughs> wow, it's really good hair then even my son said that he's like what's with all your hair you got some chair it's like I don't know they brushed it between each <laughs> thing so each take um you know what was really dumb and I remember watching at the time was that gopher oh my or god like, yeah it's like a caddyshack it's gopher like, yeah sticks uh, is so fake and it's like ah. so, yeah. and, then it, <laughs> and I remember at the time when I first saw the movie I was like that is so stupid and so unbelievable cheesy. Yeah. and cheesy and yesterday me and my kids were laughing so hard well, I was dying laughing yeah I was like that's funny that's <laughs> funny stuff yeah when Gunther wakes up and he's screaming and the gun and the gopher wakes up yeah. and the bottles are, are like right my kids were laughing they thought yeah. that was all funny it's also like there's a show on TV that they watch and it has similar music and kind of a similar feel. It's I think uh, like um, Life on Normal Street or Gordon or Gibbons or something. And it uh -huh. has that same kind of small town like picturesque tree lined streets and the music. And so when they first started watching the paper game and the music started, they were like, is this that show? And I was like, no, no, but I see that. It does have, you know, that kind of wholesome kids banding together yeah. and, and there's no trouble. And, you know, the parents, I do like the dad because every time you see him, he's like, he's working on the house. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, does he not go to work? He wears <laughs> his work clothes, but he's working on the pool. He's hanging that basketball net everything he's doing is for the kids. Yeah. You know, so that they'll have a they'll have a fun time, yeah. Giving some and some moral pearls of wisdom. <laughs> but he know? sees right through Gunther's bullshit, which I love. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, I know Gunther, he doesn't he doesn't work, he doesn't do anything, he just wants his allowance, he just wants this money. But yeah, the parents are great. But I think it portrayed a time in the 90s where kids just left for you know, they came home from school and they were just gone, <laughs> you know, and, and parents weren't so, you know. I guess worrisome about where they are or checking in on them. It was just like, okay, I'll be home for dinner. And, and that was kind of it. I think it portrayed a time where kids had so much autonomy. I don't know about now. I feel like every kid now has a smartphone and they're checking in with their parents all, all the time in a city like LA. It's a, it's a little different. Yeah. Than I'm tracking my kids and, <laughs> and my kid left Friday night and didn't tell me where they were going, but I knew they were going, I knew they were going to the neighbors, but still, because they didn't say something. And I was, I thought they were in their room for a couple hours. And then I was like, wait, you're not even here. You can't do that. And they're 16, you know, so yeah. I'm like, you can. 
I know I see like seven year olds get into Ubers. I'm like, what is going on? This is this is insane. Yeah. This is insane. But uh, I'm curious, you know, were your were your parents supportive of of your dreams to you know kind of make it in in a career in the arts and, and eventually come out to LA? Yeah, yeah, they were. My parents have always been supportive. Um, they never, like I said, my uh, luckily the standards that I had to. Um, live up to where the bar was pretty low my uh mom dropped out of high school she was pregnant with me my dad had moved from new york he was the cool guy moved to our town (laughs) a little weird guy with weird hair and you know they met and started a family right away so there was no there was never a standard that i had to live up to because um Well, I was smarter than my parents by like 10 or 11. So they always knew that I was, I I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't cause any trouble. I wasn't a troublemaker and I followed the rules and I did my schoolwork and I did lots and lots of extracurricular activities because I didn't like being at home. And so I just came and went from kind of a younger age and they trusted me. So when I and I'd been doing plays. Like I said, I would get up at six in the morning to go to our theater group so I could rehearse before school and have my first period be drama. And then after school at three, I'd go back to the theater, rehearse for longer. And then, you know, when it was in show, so I was at the theater all the time. So they weren't surprised that I liked it. Yeah. And so when I went to Salt Lake and I, I, w- I didn't study, well, actually started pre-med I had a big dream that I was gonna do medicine for some reason but I was really terrible at math (laughs) the worst so after I failed that and they were like you can't continue on um I switched to journalism and broadcast journalism and took a lot of uh and a minor in theater so really I just wanted a degree so that I could say I've done this I'm responsible and now I can leave. So my parents never, um, never tried to discourage me, but my mom's from a family of artists and starving artists. So, you know, when, so I do remember my paycheck from paper brigade. And when I got that, (laughs) and I think I showed my parents and they were like, Oh, because theater's free. You don't make any money. You spent (laughs) money. Um, so when I showed them that and they kind of realized that I could make a living doing yeah. that, they didn't have any, they were very supportive. Yeah. Provided some, some validation, like I right. can make it like this is, this is a viable career path. Right. I remember my dad didn't believe it. He's like, that can't be right. <laughs> like maybe they've made it. And I was like, no, that's right. That's And, you know, and I wasn't making, I I was making scale. Yeah. And even scale at that time was a lot more than, you know, I worked at the bookstore. I worked at the mall. I worked at a bunch of different places making, I want to say like $5 an hour or something. Like whatever it was, it was low. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get your SAG card on the paper brigade? Yeah. Well, I became SAG eligible because- Utah is a right to work state. So you don't have to belong to the union because there's so much non-union stuff. So I didn't join SAG until I moved to LA. And then I became the first job I got out here becomes a must join is what they call it. So you have to join and you no longer could do union work, which is what my two friends who came out, they never did do that because it would have, it would have kept them from doing work in Utah that was non-union. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I just kind of was like, Oh, I'm all in. If I'm here, I'm all in. I don't want to do non-union work. <laughs> um, so except for, for friends and, you know, <laughs> we don't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it favors <laughs> and things like that. Um, are there any other anecdotes that, you know, kind of stay with you all these years later from, from that set, whether it was just interactions with, with other, you know, cast members, or if there was like a rap party, anything from that, like anything that you really take away, you know, 
20 plus years later? I mean, there were a number of things. One of them was the diatomaceous earth. For some reason, I never heard that word before. <laughs> and then later, like, I've got a house of people are like, yeah, you know, you can use that. And I was like, I know all about that. <laughs> like, an actual valuable lesson there on diatomaceous earth and all the things you can use it for. But um, no, I, you know, I was scared to, so I didn't work with Robert England, but I was terrified because I'm a kid. I'm a child of the eighties. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's going to be so scary. <laughs> That's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't. Um, and he was really, really sweet, nice professional guy, but he's a classically trained theater actor too. So he's like very, very good at his craft and very oh, yeah. sweet. And I remember thinking, he's really old. And now I'm thinking, wow, he, he was was old, but he's still old. It's like some people, you know, it's like, huh, he wasn't that old. Yeah. When he must not have been because he's still, still that's around. Like, that's like watching Christopher Lloyd in like Back to the Future, because it's like he was so yeah. old in that movie. He's still so old. It's like he hasn't aged since then. Right. They didn't age. Or they don't once they hit a certain and that, that was another thing, like the parents and stuff in that people are older looking in those kind of movies, like the parents dress and act a certain way or have gray hair. Or, yeah. And you're like, that's no, not really accurate yeah. to have kids that age. But, um, you know, it was it was a nice film set and everybody was pretty. You know, the director and the makers of it, I believe the company is in Utah. So they are family oriented. And, you know, watching it again, I was like, there's a lot of lines stolen from everywhere. And basically the entire plot and the entire thing is pieces of yeah. a million other movies all woven together to tell, like you're like you said, a simple story. And yeah. it's and it's enjoyable. Yep. It's not complicated. It's not uh, groundbreaking <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's really enjoyable. I do love the milkman too. And oh I know that God. that's not, yeah, maybe a little, wouldn't, wouldn't fly well. today, Yeah, but man, my kids are laughing too. And I was like, the milkman. I loved that guy. Do they <laughs> even so know what a milkman is? I don't think anyone's delivering, delivering milk, but uh, yeah, I yeah. love when he's like, you know, your English needs to be better where he's criticizing Gunther for his English. Just great. Right. 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 <laughs> and I was like, uh, speak better English. And I was like, well, terrible. This is yeah. not, uh, yeah. You know, we can't do this today, but <laughs> boy, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely of a time, but it, it aged like, I, I don't know, for the most part, I think it aged really well. And the jokes have aged so well, like it is really just a perfect, it flew by like the hour and a half, just like literally flew by watching it. You're just so engrossed in the characters the quick witty humor like i thought just, the same thing i was like right? well, that's a short movie yeah it was like an hour and a half it just flew yeah. by flew by um <laughs> kylie i can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast we end each episode with five rapid fire questions if you're ready okay yeah so first one is what are you currently uh, binge watching at home what's currently on your netflix queue or, or anything you're watching at the moment well Nothing right at the moment because there's an, oh I'm waiting for Dexter to come uh, back. tonight right yeah Dexter yeah, New Blood so yeah. I've been looking forward to that because I loved that show oh, or I loved no the finale yeah I I didn't like all of it but I, the first couple see you know that first yeah. season was so good and I just loved the character I even have him on my ways telling me how to drive <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> and it's very like this is where you get off. <laughs> but I have to go it alone or something. <laughs> my daughter's like, why? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'm getting excited. Um, and then I went back and I rewatched Ted Lasso again. I binge watched oh, so it again, good. the whole thing. And it was great again, like all in, you know, a couple of days. I was like, God, I love that show. And I love show. that show because there's a lot of throwbacks to the people in it are my age. And so the specific dates and the, the, the music pop culture references, the references, yeah. the pop culture references are just spot on like yeah. incredible so and then um you know 
I also watched binge watched the L word, uh, the new series, because I'm one of my friends is the revamped that and rebooted it. And I like to watch it when my kids are at home. <laughs> yeah. Not a family, uh, not like the paper brigade, no, right? No, no, no. <laughs> and then we watch a lot of anime and cartoons oh, yeah. at my house. But you know, anime is one of those kind of I have my kids are from two to sixteen. So it's hard to find something that everybody can watch. And shows like that, certain anime shows everybody's enjoying. So uh, next question here. Did you get to keep anything from the Paper Brigade set? Any memento at all? Anything that you still have to this day? Did I? I did have for a long time, but I don't have it anymore. I had that apron. Oh, really? The apron from the ice cream shop. And I even wore it to auditions out in LA <laughs> times because believe it or not, there were a lot of auditions for waitresses. I'm sure that's a common, yeah, common thing that I auditioned for. So I had that, but I can't think of, I couldn't wait to grow my bangs back out. Cause I had to <laughs> go around with like little clips, pulling them back for the next year. But uh, no, not, I can't think of anything else. I just had that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what is your favorite restaurant? What's your go-to spot here in, in Los Angeles for a meal? Wow. That's a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore because I used to have a list and then I yeah. went out to go to places and a bunch of them were missing after, after COVID. Yeah. After COVID, And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, why? It could just be like a, a family spot that you go to often. It, it doesn't have to be like the like the Michelin star restaurant. It could just be a go-to spot for you. Well, I always go to places that are family friendly. And um, I like, uh, we go to Lemonade a lot. Just because oh, yeah. you pick all the, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever you want and everybody is fine. And Love lemonade, everybody yeah. lemonade at the end. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. um, and, but yeah, I can't really say that. I've been very many places for the last couple of years. And then I found out that my two-year-old doesn't uh, know how to act in a restaurant <laughs> because there, we weren't taking her during that time period yeah. where you learn, you don't get to stand up on the table and take your clothes off. That's <laughs> not appropriate. So I eat at places like that, where it's quick, where you get your food yeah. and you <laughs> get, get out, out or <laughs> anybody has a you know problem with it. Yeah, that's probably a good call in that scenario. Um, next one, what was your favorite kids movie growing up? A movie that you watched uh, in the theaters or, or you know, a TV movie? Was there something that as a kid you really enjoyed? Like The Peer Brigade for, for our generation. Well, I mean, I love The Princess Bride. Yeah, it's I classic. still love it. Yeah. Um, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, <laughs> another great oh. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the, and every John Hughes movie that, that was kind of my thing. But as I got older, my, my kids like mess it and like, okay. Um, let's see. What did I really, I also love this movie that nobody ever knows about the man from snowy river. I watched that over and over and over again, but it's about a horse. A man and a horse and a <laughs> classic tale. Cla tales all this time. Yeah. Yeah. Something I would never would never be me. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, The Princess Bride is my favorite movie of all time. So I don't really. It's hard for me to. And there's no kids in it kids movies let's see well i mean there's the kid in the beginning right who's being told the story who's sick you know and you know they go off and you know so. oh yeah yeah fred savage yeah yeah there that. you go yeah and that grandpa the yeah. grandpa god he's so good <laughs> love him that that app that i was telling you about that lets you uh skip zoom meetings it's called bueller actually from ferris bueller's day off. oh really you know yeah when they oh, yeah, know, skip school right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that movie that's a funny movie yeah it's a great movie um okay. Last one here. If if okay. Disney or Disney Plus reached out to you and said, "Hey, we're thinking about rebooting. 
you know, the paper brigade. I don't know what we do now because, you know, obviously kids are not throwing the paper. I don't know what the equivalent is now, but would you sign up to be a part of it if they approached you? Yeah, of course. (laughs) I can't imagine what they could possibly do, though. Is it like Instagram? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Do kids even go out and do things (laughs) without their phones? They they deliver, I don't know, virtual papers or or NFTs. I don't know. I I honestly don't know how you could... uh, you know, are kids like mowing the lawn for, for neighbors or blowing snow off neighbors' driveways? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think in Utah and in other places, there are kids still doing Shoveling snow, yeah. Yeah, and mowing lawns. In LA, you know, people have fake grass and, <laughs> yeah. and nobody hires kids to do any of these jobs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's not many jobs that we even hire kids for. Yeah, it's very true. I don't know how you bring it to a, a modern day audience, but I would love to see it. I don't know. I would think a creative writer, I guess. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Disney's revamping everything now. The Mighty Ducks has come back. I think the Sandlot's coming back. Turner and Hooch came back. Like everything is coming back. Any IP yeah, from the It's really 90s. weird. It's yeah. really weird, right? And the Wonder Years, like all yeah. kinds of things. And I felt like, have they really been, a lot of the stuff I'm wondering, has it even been gone long enough to come back? But apparently... <laughs> Apparently it is, it, you know, it's a different take. There's always a different spin and a different yeah. avenue to take. And I think it would be, there's not very many offensive things in, in the paper brigade. So it wouldn't be that hard, but it would have to be more, uh, less white, less male. Yeah. A little more uh, diversity. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think um, uh, your character Allison's up to now? What do you think? Is she, uh, does she now own the, the ice cream store or, uh, you know, what, what is she, what is she doing? Yeah. She probably, she's probably the mayor. She seemed very invested in the fact that Gunther was not standing up and beating up the, That's true. And, you know, she's the, a lawyer now? I, I don't know. Thing. Yeah. She's probably fighting for, um, you know, social work, some yeah. type of, but she's very invested for some reason that the new kid wouldn't stand up to the three bullies who've terrorized the town for however long. Um, that, that seems kind of funny too, because they're like, why don't you do something? And I'm thinking there's four of you and, yeah. only one of him, and there's three of them and none of you are doing anything. <laughs> He's just supposed to beat them all up. Yeah. They're what is he supposed to him. do? Yeah. They have a car. <laughs> That scene too, like that's like stolen right from Goonies, right? Oh my god! Where they grab yeah. hold of them and run. <laughs> yeah. that's, so that's a movie ball. I love. Goonies. There Goonies. we go. That's another great that's one. That's an all-time. Yeah, awesome. you're right. This is just like a mashup of all these other movies put into one, but it still right. works. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That, and you know, somebody told me that once. Like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have yeah. to have a. You know, it, most of the stories are can be some version. And whether it has to be, you know, same gender, but boy meets girl. Yeah. And that's what the plot's based on, how to get that girl. That's the only. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple formula that's worked for, you know, I don't know, 75 years or something. Seems yeah. to still work. What was the... some... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No. Go what ahead. Was the, what was the band? Was it the Screaming Banshees? Was that, uh, was that the name of the band? What kind of band was this, do you think? It seems like some Slipknot kind of band, like some really like hardcore. It it really does. And every time. So that's one of the things all my family will tease me about because that line, Screaming Banshees, they rock. It's like so bad. And um, yeah, everybody, my parents, my brother, they'll all tease me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Screaming Banshees. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like a type of band that the ice cream girl is totally into yeah yeah they definitely sound like a alice in chains or maybe <laughs> yeah. like um tool that's what yeah it sounds. yeah it sounds, it sounds like, like that. you get into a mosh pit at the concert and everyone's right. just pushing each other I, I don't know it's like i don't think oh they rock <laughs> they rock that's the dumbest line and i'm like <laughs> i don't see her even rocking but yeah I, I honestly, I think that's a great way to end the podcast with the screaming banshees. Um, Kylie should be a band. I think I would like somebody to be to bring the screaming banshees to life because yeah. they would rock and 
I would totally <laughs> go there and see them. Maybe that's the spinoff. It's like, it's just that we follow the screaming banshees around banshees, on tour, yeah. you know? Maybe that's what happens to her. She becomes a groupie, <laughs> a groupie. and takes a dark turn. Yeah, then we get to like almost famous cat, you know, range yeah. here. And then we just keep, you know, taking stuff from other movies. And there Completely we go. different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kylie, I can't thank you enough for coming on the Relunchables. I, I'm glad I was responsible for taking you down memory lane a little bit and rewatching it. And I hope your kids enjoyed it. It's been really funny because your kids have been secretly popping in and out of yeah. everywhere in, in the background. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> what happens when there's four? They're like in every cupboard, and uh, I just wanted to get some water. Just to, I, I'm in the middle of the kitchen in their room, so that's why they're trying to crawl like army crossy. They should have got tips from the movie Army Crawling Through there. Yeah, send, send the flock of geese after them. I don't know. A flock of geese. Like they're, gonna be drunk <laughs> they're trained on. to kill. They're trained to kill those the geese. Wine lettuce. Yeah. Um, what were, what were you saying? I forgot. <laughs> I, I was just wrapping up. I was just saying, you know, thank you. Yeah, your kids. Oh, well, I, I really appreciate uh, you reaching out. And I will say that it added some enjoyment to my life and to my family's life to go back through that because I would not have. This is the copy I have. It's a VHS. Uh, yeah. So I pulled that out and I was like, well, I don't know how to watch that. <laughs> so I also watched it on YouTube. <laughs> yes. It was a VHS player. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a VHS tape player that I saved, but then I realized you can't hook it to a new TV. <laughs> a new TV yeah. You know, I don't have like, can't go from the, those coaxial cables in there. So <laughs> that's it. Um, you know what my mom did? So she took this and then she put my name right there because my name's not on it, but she used like some of the letters from there and she blew it up into a giant poster and she built a, um, like those movie things that had lights. She put light bulbs all oh around it and she gave it to me. I never, ever put it up because it's a giant, well, I should have got it out for this just to put it behind or something, but um, it's still in a box in a closet, but that's how proud they were of of that at the time that she put it in lights. <laughs> wow. No, that's very sweet. That's very sweet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. It was very enjoyable to go down this little memory lane <laughs> and, and to go down it with my kids again, because like I said, my older kid had seen it, but you know, my little, my seven-year-old's never seen it. And that's a great age to watch this movie. And yes, really seven-year-old boy, he, and he did not ask me that many questions. Like I thought, like, what's a paper route or anything? He just <laughs> laughed and wanted to know why my voice sounded weird. And, you know, or that whole scene in the car, <laughs> me and my 13 year old laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh my God. That one. Yeah. I'm like, why am I now seducing <laughs> this little brother for information <laughs> has anyone told you that your eyes are, are yeah, so and my sexy son, yeah. my son's like he's wearing glasses he's wearing glasses. Eyes. <laughs> i was like i know and why did i say sexy that's the only that's the only reference to something yeah. kind of risque that, and i was yeah. like was that in the script or did I make that up? Because it seems like I, maybe I said that and it shouldn't have been in there. That's what it feels like to me. But, that was your one line of, of improv on, on set. And they were just like, not, we love it. We love it. We'll keep it in. Not good. Not, not good <laughs> improv, but um, funny. Oh my God. Yeah. And then you somehow get a ticket to the game. Somehow you surprise Gunther at the end of the movie with at the game. Yeah. The and then there's no hello or <laughs> hey, how are you? It's just, now we kiss. Yep. You made it here. <laughs> God, they're just like, oh, I expected you to come find me. Yeah. Yep, here I am. I found you. I knew exactly where, <laughs> where you, you were. were seating. Yeah. Well, obviously the old lady's got the same <laughs> seats, right? Yeah. She's been sitting there and, and I must know her. She lives just on the other <laughs> side of the block. I know where she sits. Yeah. But she yeah, it's had a few so silly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, here I am. And my hair got more curled. <laughs> Somehow in the limo, I looked really good in that last scene. Oh, you know what? So that's something we filmed that first. Oh, really? That limo scene? That was the first scene. No, the kiss at the game. Oh, the kiss at the because game. Because it had to be during a game. So the way they did the schedule, that was our very first 
interaction and filming was the kiss. And then we went backwards and filmed everything else from there. So was that at like a minor league state? Like where was that? Cause you know, yeah, that's have like, major yeah. we had a, the buzz Salt Lake okay. buzz or something. I think it was like a, whatever. Yeah. We didn't have a big team. What do yeah. they call that? Triple yeah, minor a, league. Yeah. Triple minor a. League. Yeah. yeah. It was something like that. We had a team for a little while during that time period. And so, yeah, I don't think the budget's very big for that. So they needed to film during an actual game and they could only block off this. So that's, we shot that first. And that's why I think it's even weirder because there's no dialogue and there's no like, <laughs> we've been working up to this because um, that was our first scene. Just yeah. just walk in here and then uh, you sit down and you guys kiss. And I was like, <laughs> okay. At least you kind of get the awkwardness out of the way, right? It's like, yeah. get that out of the way. And then, okay, now let's let's shoot the rest of the movie. I don't know. It was fun. For me, the whole thing was a great experience. So, yeah. And it's still, it's still <laughs> giving, it's still paying back. <laughs> it really is. It, I just wish it was more accessible. That's the only thing. I wish kids could watch it, you know, not on YouTube, you know? Like, I know it was yeah. on HBO for a bit, I think, but like, I don't know. It was on HBO. And then maybe the rights, com- maybe it's complicated with the rights. I don't know. Well, Warner Brothers had it for a while too. So when there was the WB, yeah, um, I don't know why because there's another movie called Wish Upon a Star, which is also another made great by, one, Catherine Heigl, yeah, yeah, which was made right after this by the same people. And Blair, I think True was the director of that, and it's on. I watched it. I watched part of it too oh, because really? some of my friends are those other two girls that got <laughs> that part because they were like, "Well, we can't put you in the next movie." Yeah, right after. Um, so these other two girls I know were in that. Yeah, I went down some kind of like nostalgic <laughs> rabbit hole last week because I was like, wow, I don't remember any of this stuff. And watching it, my favorite part is always watching stuff that's filmed there because I did grow up there and it's all familiar. And anytime I watch a movie, I'm like, that's filmed in Utah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, it was fun. It was definitely fun. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.